Thank you for tuning in to the Diligent Podcast, a work of Scattered Abroad, which is overseen by the East Hill Church of Christ in Pulaski, Tennessee. You can find our website at scatteredabroad.org. In this podcast, we talk about the Bible, speak the truth, and make Bible study come to life. Here is your host, Joshua Cantrell. Welcome to the Diligent Podcast, where we make Bible study come to life, and I'm your host, Joshua Cantrell. So thankful, so appreciative, so excited to be sharing with you all this season season two uh, here on the Diligent Podcast. We spent, I believe now, the first four episodes, I think that's right, first four episodes, just talking about why context matters and well, when 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 we take verses out of their context, um, we see a lot of religious confusion in the world today. So we want to continue that thought. But we want to, of course, look at that under the theme of discovering the text. We want to discover the text. And today we want to look at Luke chapter 19. Now, of course, uh, just saying that, I'm sure many of us are pretty familiar with uh, what we have going on in Luke chapter 19. But if you are not familiar, you've come to the right place. So in Luke 19, we are reading about a tax collector or a publican. Now, the Bible has a lot to say about tax collectors and about publicans, and, and we'll certainly get to that. Uh, momentarily here. On the first season here, the Diligent Podcast, we we spent some time talking to you all about uh, handicaps. If you remember, we, you know, the first season, the theme was how do you handle? And, and we talked a great deal and great lengths about, about handicaps. And one of those was how do you handle a handicap of uh, X, Y, and Z. And Zacchaeus, we spent a little time talking about him and, you know, how many like to emphasize how he was short in stature. And we'll talk about that today too, how he was short in stature. But, but I, you know, I really don't believe that's, you know, that's the emphasis of the text. Um, I don't think that's the emphasis of the text by any means. And so probably in every culture in every part of history, let me say this, uh, from the tax collectors of ancient Israel, uh, many, I've, I've, I've read an article once and the person was trying to compare them to the IRS agents of today. Uh, the tax man has received more, uh, than his fair share of scorn, uh, throughout the ages. And again, the New Testament indicates that the occupation of a tax collector or publican, uh, was looked down upon by the general population, because this was a person who was pretty much taking away what they had. Now, the Pharisees communicated their disdain for tax collectors in one of the early confrontations with Jesus. If you remember, the Lord was eating a meal, and the Bible says, with many tax collectors and sinners, for they were to follow him. And when the Pharisees noticed this, they asked his disciples, why does he eat with tax collectors and with sinners? And that's Mark 2, 15 and 16. A sinner to a Pharisee was a Jew who did not follow the law, plus the Pharisees own rules. And a tax collector was, well, 
a tax collector. Now, Jesus used the commonly held opinion of tax collectors as an illustration of the final stage of church discipline. Uh, when a person is excommunicated, Jesus said to treat them as you would a pagan or a tax collector, Matthew 18, 17. In other words, to excommunicate is to be considered an outsider and a candidate for evangelism. In Luke 15, 1 through 2, Jesus also uh, highlights that idea as well. Now, there are a few re- there are a few reasons for a low view of tax collectors in the New Testament era. First of all, no one likes to pay money to the government. <laughs> and that's just what it is, but even in their time, no one liked to do that. Especially when the government is an oppressive regime like the Roman Empire of the first century. And those who collected the taxes for uh, such a government uh, bore the burnt of much more public displeasure. These folks were hated. Second, the tax collectors in the Bible were Jews who were working for the Romans. These individuals were seen as turncoats, as we, well, we don't use that phrase, but very long time ago they used that phrase, traitors to their own countrymen. Rather than fighting the Roman oppressors, the publicans were helping them and enriching themselves at the expense of their fellow Jew. It's almost as if we're on the same basketball team and you run over and you tell the other team to play, we're about to run. Third, it was a common knowledge that the tax collectors cheated the people they collected from. By hook or by crook, they would collect more than required and then they will keep the extra for themselves. And everyone just understood that, that was how it worked. Which brings us to our lesson today of the tax collector Zacchaeus and his confession to the Lord mentioned his past dishonesty. And fourth, before we get there, because of their skimming off of the top, if you will, the tax collectors were well to do. This further separated them from the lower classes who resisted the injustice of having to support the publicans' lavish lifestyle. The tax collectors, uh, as they were from society, ostracized as they were from society, formed their own clique, if you will, formed their own group, further separating themselves from the rest of society. And Jesus taught that we should love our enemies to emphasize that point in Matthew 5, 46. If you love those who love you, what reward would you get? Are you not even, are not even the tax collectors doing that? Matthew 5, 46. The word even is significant. Jesus was telling the crowd they needed to rise above the level of public behavior. If our love is only reciprocal, then we're no better than the tax collector. Such a comparison must have left his mark on all of Jesus's hearers. In Luke 19 here, we are reading about a man who is unjustly taxing his own people. Verse one, the Bible says, and and Jesus entered and passed through Jericho. And behold, there was a certain man named Zacchaeus, 
which was the chief among the publicans. And here it is. We just talked to you. The Bible says, and he was rich. The man had money. Verse three, and he sought. Oh, this is where it gets good. The Bible says, and he sought to see Jesus, who he was. Now, I don't know what Zacchaeus or Zacchaeus heard about Jesus, but the fact that he was seeking Jesus diligently lets me know as a reader, whatever he heard about Jesus was worth him taking the time to go seek, to go discover. Now, again, Jesus, as I like to say, is the main attraction. You know, uh, very often we go see our favorite sports teams in person and we say, you know what? This man is box office. This man is the reason I came to come watch this team play. Jesus is the main attraction. And I think sometimes when we're worshiping God, I think we have a tendency to forget that because sometimes in worship, we think we're coming to hear the song leader. Oh, he may sing well. Or we're coming to hear the preacher. You know what? He may be able to exegete a passage of scriptures like nobody business. And I'm not saying those things are wrong any of themselves. But what I am saying is when those things are emphasized more than Jesus, that here, here's a good thought. The day Jesus or God comes, which he is God, but you know what I mean. The day our Lord comes in second place is the day he comes in last. God is God is not even going to come into a tie with you. God has to be first. And if God is not first by implication, that means God is last. The man was seeking Jesus diligently. Now, the Bible says, and he sought to see Jesus who he was. And could not for the press. Now, so many people are following Jesus. So many people are trying to get a glimpse of the man. It reminds me of a video. I was a uh, very old video, but I can remember uh, watching a documentary about the 1992 Dream Team. You remember uh, they they put some 11 out of 12 Hall of Fame together. And, and, and I can remember watching that, how people, the, the people were literally crying themselves because they were seeing basketball players. People, I, the, the lines were packed. I just want to get a glimpse. If I, if I can just catch his eye of this great basketball player, which, which is another lesson. Do we have that same energy and that same desire to see Jesus, to worship God, to uplift brethren, to pray for brethren? Another subject, another day. The Bible says he could not for the press because he was little of stature. And this is where a lot of people like to emphasize, oh, Zacchaeus was small. He was a wee little man. Was he? You know what? He was. But I don't think that's the emphasis or that's the significance of the text. Verse four says, and he ran. <laughs> he ran. This man is 
seeking Jesus diligently. Here he has an obstacle in front of him. How am I going to get to Jesus? How am I going to get through the press? And the Bible says, because this man is persistent, he ran before and he climbed up the sycamore tree to see him for he was to pass that way. The tree. Hmm. You know, in life, sometimes God has a way of redirecting us certain ways. A sycamore tree, just a tree. But I think the point is here you have a tree or here you have a man using this tree, climbing up this tree in order to see Jesus. Long before Zacchaeus ever got there. The tree was already there to meet his need. The man went up the tree. Verse five says, and when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and saw him and said unto him, Zacchaeus, make haste and come down for today. I must abide at that house. Um, imagine that Jesus again, talking to a tax collector, talking to a publican, all these Jews, all these people know who he is, know what he's done. And again, he's a rich man. And the Bible says in this publican, this tax collector, he made haste, came down and he received him joyfully. And when they saw it, they all murmured. Sometimes it's best to mind your own business. The Bible says they all murmured, saying that he was gone to be a guest with, with the man. Why is this Jesus eating with the man that's a sinner? And all throughout the book of Luke, you find that thing. Why is Luke 15? Why is Jesus eating with publicans and sinners? Luke chapter seven. Why does Jesus allow this uh, this woman to touch him? Who, who's in Pharisees and who, who's in Simon, the Pharisees? Why does Jesus allow them to do that? And Zacchaeus stood and said unto him, Lord, behold, half of my goods I will give to the poor. And if I have taken anything by any means by false accusation, I restore him fourfold. This isn't a clear case of repentance. I don't know what is. And Jesus said unto him, this thing, salvation is come to thy house. For as much as he also it's the son of Abraham. Jesus says, this man, this tax collector, this publican, Jesus says, I know what he's done. Jesus said, I know the things he said. I, I, I know the places he's been. But Jesus says, this man, he's also the son of Abraham. And then verse 10, for the son of man is come to seek and to save that which was lost. My friends, that includes me, but that also includes you. Oh, we can emphasize the fact that Zacchaeus taxed these people he did wrong. But when he met Jesus, that was enough for him. When he met Jesus, he said, Lord, I'll give it all back because I want to be right with you. My friends, we are discovering the text in Luke 19 of, 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 of this man moving himself into repentance for his Lord. Why does Jesus 
sit down and eat with publicans and with sinners? Well, first of all, because no one else will. But then secondly, and I think most importantly, Jesus does this because it's his way. And if we want to be like our Lord, then we'll do the same as well. We're discovering the text. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Diligent Podcast, where we make Bible study come to life. And I'm your host, Joshua Cantrell. Thank you for listening to this podcast from the Scattered Abroad Network. If you would like to email us, you can do so at the Scattered Abroad Network at gmail.com. That's the Scattered Abroad Network at gmail.com. Remember, you can check the show notes below for all of our social media platform links. Also, don't forget that you can find us on all major podcast platforms and please leave us a rating or review. We hope and pray that this has helped you grow closer to Christ even though we are scattered abroad. May God bless you.